I've got just two scriptures that I'd like to read tonight, and the first one is in John's Gospel, chapter 10. Just two verses I'd like to read. Verse 27 of John, chapter 10. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them life eternal. And they shall never perish, and no one shall seize them out of my hand. And my second scripture is right at the end of the Bible, on the last page, Revelation chapter 22 and verse 17. And the spirit and the bride say come. And let him that hears say come. And let him that is a thirst come. He that will, let him take the water of life freely. And finally verse 20. He that testifies these things says, yea, I come quickly. Amen. Come, <clears throat> Lord Jesus. There's an urgency in the gospel. It may not be long ere these verses of scripture are fulfilled. This last verse that I've read has been on my heart for the last 24 hours. We have a um, calendar at home. It sits on the wall in the kitchen. <clears throat> Maybe you have one too and you pull off a leaf each day and you get another one to read. <clears throat> and this verse, <clears throat> verse 20, in Revelation 22, <clears throat> was there yesterday. Some of you may have seen it. And as I passed it by, I just cast a glance at it. and These words, yea, I come quickly. And I knew those words because I've read them many, many times, thankfully. But they made me stop and think. I come quickly. The words of Jesus. Friend, if that were to be fulfilled tonight, would you be ready? It stopped me in my tracks yesterday. Yes, I'm thankful to be able to say that I've known the Saviour for many years. <clears throat> but was I ready? Am I ready? For his coming. Am I ready to meet my Saviour face to face? Friends, you know, we can't tell you how soon these words will be fulfilled in actuality. But if it was tonight, is there anyone in this room is not sure they're ready? Is there anyone who's not sure they're a Christian? Anyone not certain whether they're a believer on the Lord Jesus Christ? I'm not asking you whether you've come to meetings for years. Not even asking you whether you read your Bible regularly. Or even whether you pray, though I hope you do. But the Gospels to ask you, do you know the Saviour? 
And does he know you? It may be not tonight that this scripture will be fulfilled. Maybe it will be tomorrow. But you don't know. And why would you trifle with something that concerns life and death? Why would you put it off even for another 24 hours? If you can't say in the language of that hymn, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Have you got that blessed assurance, my friend? Can you say, like it's said here in this verse, the next to last verse of the Bible, why is it there? It's there because God's grace extends to you in the gospel. And he wants to give you every opportunity. Yes, you may have read all the way through Revelation and seen all the judgments And all the terrible things that are to come upon this earth. But at the end, right at the end of the Bible, there's that verse. And it's for you. Just one individual. Just you. And God is looking for an answer from your heart. As I passed by that calendar yesterday... I knew in my heart that what the writer says here was in my heart too and I thank God for it. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Those words rang in my heart yesterday and they ring in my heart today too. I look forward to the day when I shall see my Saviour face to face. But the urgency of the message is this, that if it's the next to last verse in the Bible, there's not much left. And it's time for you to make sure that you're ready to have to do with a Saviour God. Friend, I... I turn now to the scripture in John. I'll come back to the other verses in Revelation in a moment. But I want to speak of God's wonderful opportunity that he's provided for you. That he says here, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. What assurance it gives to the heart, you know, to realise that you're known in heaven. That your name is written there. Says in Timothy, doesn't it, that the Lord knows those that are his. Well, do you belong to him? Are you numbered amongst those that are his? Those that belong to him? You think of God knowing the name of everyone that is trusted in the precious Saviour. Everyone that has been redeemed by the blood of Jesus that was shared at Calvary. There's not one will be omitted, you know. The lists of men, they get destroyed. They get defaced. They get lost. But oh, if names are written in heaven, they're written there indelibly. And they're there forever. 
Oh, the wonder of God's grace, you know, that the work of Jesus has opened the way for you to have your name written there, all because of what he's done. And the wonder of the gospel is that he knows the names of every one of us, and our names have been written in heaven, and they're there, and God will not overlook them. Oh, you can look forward to that day when he comes, when that archangel's voice and trump of God is heard, and there will be a response from the myriads who belong to him, all caught up to be forever with the Lord. Friend, are you ready? Will you be caught up to be amongst them? Will you be there when that rallying call is heard? Oh, the triumph of it, you know. There it is in scripture, in Thessalonians for us. We, the living who remain, will be caught up to be forever with the Lord. Those that have gone before will be caught up too. Oh, the wonder of it, and thus we shall be forever with the Lord. Friend, these things are the joy of everyone that trusts in him. But it's the only way in which you can have that blessed assurance. There is no other. You may come to meetings. You may, you may do all the things that a Christian should do. But I ask you this. Are you a Christian? You're not a Christian because you're here tonight. You're a Christian if you put your faith and trust in Jesus. And turned in repentance to him. And owned that that precious work that was accomplished at Calvary has been done for you. And you have laid hold of it for yourself and made it your own. And know what it is for your sins to be washed away through that precious blood. Oh, how simple God has made the gospel, you know. That you can just come into the presence of God and ask for his forgiveness tonight. That you can turn to him have you ever just got down on your knees and asked him to forgive you your sins? Have you ever asked him to help you to be an overcomer here? Have you told him that you want to trust him and you want him to be your saviour? You know, there's no, you're never too young to ask Jesus to be your saviour. Never too young. Many of us left it longer than we should have done. But you're never too young to come to know the Saviour. You think in the scriptures, you know, that wasn't it the disciples were a little bit uh, concerned that mothers were bringing their children to Jesus. But oh, he embraced them. He took them in his arms. Tonight, God waits in grace with hands outstretched to bless. And there's glad news from heaven for you, whatever age you are. You don't need to feel guilty that perhaps you come to many meetings and you've never actually asked Jesus to be your saviour. You don't need to feel guilty about it. There's no condemnation in the gospel for you. Day will come when those that are still in their sins will be condemned. But now, today, is the accepted time. Now is the, is the day of salvation. And it's open for you. Oh, I would appeal to everyone here. 
I know sometimes you may think that it's hard when you're preaching the gospel, and so it is. When you know everyone that's in the audience. But you know, I don't know your heart. I don't know where you are in your soul experience with God. You may be able to put a good face on it. Most of us can. But what's going on inside? Do you know what it is to have a saviour yourself? Do you know what it is for Jesus to be living in your heart? Do you know the power of the Holy Spirit that would open up your heart to him? Do you long for that day when he comes? Well, that's the test you know, isn't it? When he comes and mercy's door is closing, do you look forward to that day? Have you heard his voice appealing to you? Telling you of his love for you? Telling you that he wants to save you? Telling you that he knows just where you are and he wants to bring you to himself? That's what it says here. My sheep hear my voice. Well, have we heard his voice? Have we answered to it? Because he says, I know them and they follow me. Those words, I know them, bring me great comfort. To think that Jesus knows all about me and yet he still loves me. To think that he knows all my faults and he hasn't condemned me. That the love that took him to Calvary when he shed his precious blood and redemption's mighty work was accomplished. That that was great enough to redeem a sinner like me to bring me to himself. And he can say, I know you. I know you. You belong to me. And moreover, there's none can pluck you from my hand. No one can do it. No one can change that. Once you're redeemed by his precious blood, you're his and his forever and his for eternity. Oh, the wonder of it. And the message of salvation goes out even now that our hearts might be challenged and that we might come to know this precious saviour for ourselves. It says here, they shall never perish. No one shall seize them out of my hand. And it reminds me, you know, of that well-known scripture, that well-known verse in John 3.16, that God so loved the world, gave his only begotten son. Oh, we know these words so well. But oh, you think of the love that lay behind the giving and the wonder of the giving that God so gave so that you might not perish but might have eternal life. The wonder of it. In the midst of a world that's full of chaos and sin and death. And yet the message of salvation is still going out to whosoever will. But I think that many believers realise that the time that's left is not long. The time when he comes is very soon. Have you laid hold of this wonderful offer of salvation? And made it your own. Even Isaiah tells it about, tells us about it, you know, in the first chapter. He says, come now and let's reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be crimson, they shall be as wool. 
or the wonder of God's message that is going out tonight in the midst of a world that needs it so much. I pray that many may receive the gospel tonight and really make it their own. Well, I come now to my verse in Revelation again. <clears throat> and I read from these verses, the spirit and the bride say come. And what this tells me very simply, as I would like to present it to you in the gospel, is that there are those that have the true knowledge of the love of Christ in their heart. They know the joy of salvation. They know what it is to be walking here with the Saviour. They know the joy of the Christian way. And they seek to do just what is according to the will of God. They're in accord with the Spirit's thoughts. And God would give the Holy Spirit to everyone who is trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Saviour. You may not find the way very easy because it's certainly not a bed of roses. Some may think that when they trust in Christ and become a Christian that everything changes. And in a sense it does. Because you have a different outlook and a different goal and a different purpose. But God is working in the heart. God is working through his spirit that you might be here for the pleasure of God. And there are those that are walking according to his will. And they're finding pleasure. And so is God. And their voice is that they want him to come. Oh, the Spirit's service towards you and me in the present day is indispensable. We cannot come into the enjoyment of these things without the Holy Spirit that God has given. Wonder of it is that God has given it all. He's given the Saviour to wash you from your sins. He's given you the Spirit as the power to be here for him in a scene which ignores him and does not want him. That cry that was there upon the cross, away with him, we will not have this man to reign over us. It's as loud today as it's ever been. You say, oh well, I was, if I was there when Jesus was crucified, I wouldn't have been amongst that crowd. Oh, no, but for the grace of God. But the grace of God is extended towards you and it's extended towards you today. And that's why I proclaim the gospel to persons that I know have heard it before. Because I want you to come into the enjoyment of what the gospel gives you. And God has opened the way for you to come into wonderful blessings that you'll never find in this world. They're blessings that far surpass anything this world can offer. The politicians look for peace, but they're looking in the wrong place for it. For Christ himself gives peace, my peace I give unto you, and there's no peace like it. Oh, the peace that comes with trusting in him, and knowing that there's nothing that stands between yourself and God, knowing that you're ready to meet him in that day, when Christ comes and takes his own to be with himself. The wonder of it, it's open to you now, that you might come. And, let him that hears say come. I think this is more you know than just hearing. I think this 
is those who receive the gospel. Those who hear the message and there's a response. And that's what God is asking for tonight in the gospel. Wherever it's preached, that there might be an answer, that there might be a response to the overtures of his love that are extended towards the sinner tonight. Have you responded to the Saviour? Have you come to know the blessings and the joys that can be yours by just trusting in him, owning you're a sinner? Just letting the love of Jesus embrace you and lift you up and lift you above the sorrows and trials here and to bring you into the enjoyment of a scene of things where Christ the centre. Oh, wonderful thing it will be in eternity, you know, where he will be the centre there. There will be no uh, discordant sound. There will be no wandering thoughts. But Christ will be the focus eternally and satisfying every heart. What a place it will be, you know. Scripture doesn't tell us much about the detail of what it will be like. But one thing it tells us is that we'll be with him. And what else does the Christian need to know? The one who has given joy to your heart. The one who has taken your sins away. You're going to dwell with him forever. You're going to know what it is to have that eternal peace in your heart. The love of Christ that will be yours eternally. But today, now, is the accepted time. And now is the day of salvation. But the wonder you know of God's grace is that it continues here. Let him that is athirst come. Not even him that hears. Just him that is a thirst. How many are a thirst in the world today? Seeking satisfaction. Seeking something that will give them pleasure. Realizing that there is something that they're missing. But they don't want to admit what it is. But here, right at the end of the Bible, the grace of God extends to them. Friend, even if you're amongst those that are just athirst. Here's God's word to you. Let him that is athirst come. There's nothing to stop you. There's nothing to hinder you tonight. Only perhaps your sense of pride. Only perhaps the sense that you'd lose face before others. That's all. But you can come tonight to Christ and know this wonderful salvation for yourself. Wouldn't you want to know your sins completely washed away? Wouldn't you know that you've got want to know that you've got peace with God? Wouldn't you know want to know that you're ready for when He comes? Well, friend, I would. I wouldn't want to put it off another moment because I don't know when He's going to come. I know it's going to be soon. It could be tonight. But I don't know, because the Bible doesn't tell me. Many speculate, but they don't know either. But friend, the Father in heaven, he knows. And when he gives the word, then Jesus will come. And there'll be no warning. There'll be no time to think at the last minute, oh, what about that gospel preaching? Yes, no, in the twinkling of an eye. That's how quick it'll be. Tonight in the gospel, you can come now while you've got time to think about it, but don't think too long. 
you can come now and own him as your own personal saviour. He that will, let him take the water of life freely. That's God's offer in the gospel. And it's God's offer for you. Freely, you can come tonight. You can be set free. You can be brought out of darkness into light. You can have a hope in the midst of a hopeless world. You can have peace in the midst of strife and chaos. It's all yours for the taking. If you'll only repent and believe in Jesus. That's what the jailer said, wasn't it? What he found. When he was at his extremity and didn't know what to do. What must I do to be saved? What must you do? Friend, the work's been done. Believe, that's what you must do. Repentance and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ is God's message for you tonight. And if you'll only come, you can enjoy these things. And God's blessing will rest upon you. Well, may God bless the poetry.